Welcome into this week's edition of the Research Quarter. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Joe Antishak. Joe, how's it going? Tony, it's going great. How you doing? You know, it's hard to complain other than it being a little hot here in Chattanooga, but, you know, I'll take that over being uh, cold. So it's a, it's a trade-off I'm willing to make. But, I mean, Joe, we're looking at the freight market. It's a very interesting time in the freight market. Obviously, we've got we had two massive earnings releases last week in Walmart and Target. Very different earnings releases, right? You saw Walmart grew revenue and overall was relatively solid. And you saw truck visits relatively stable. Flip side, Target, you saw decline in revenue. Truck visits on a daily basis decline overall. I think what's interesting when you look at that Target also made a concerted effort to reduce their cost of goods sold, one of which of those costs is transportation. And we'll touch on that here in a second, looking at contract rates for spot rates and just the, the changes over the course of, the, of time with those. But one of the areas I want to look at is, we'll bring it up, is what's going on on the capacity front. Donnie and I talked about this chart a little earlier, right? You're seeing the West Coast kind of, I don't want to say tighten up, but you're seeing rejections just start to trend slowly higher. And it's been a, a long-term, longer-term trend. I don't want to call it a long-term trend, but a few months we've seen these steady increases. Typically how the West Coast goes, the rest of the country eventually follows just because freight, the first touch point traditionally is on the West Coast. Some of that has changed. You've seen other markets emerge. But when you look at this and you see this uptick in rejection rates on the West Coast, obviously discount maybe some of this recent increase. But I mean, even then, you, I was going to associate it with the hurricane and tropical storm Hillary. But what's interesting is you didn't see rejections inbound to Los Angeles or Ontario increase. So hard to say any of this increase is associated with that. This seems like a true increase. And you look at a national level, you saw similar increase in the past, what, 10 days? What do you take away when you see this chart? Yeah, well, I think it's a great point that uh, it can't just be written off by, um, you know, something near term, because you look at that chart and it's like, you know, from the, the start of this year, I think rejections were like below 3% uh, coming out of Ontario. And, uh, uh, you know, now they're up approaching possibly six, you know, and it has, you know, that that rate of change has outpaced the uh, the our, our national rejection rate. So um, I think there's a lot of credence to the idea that, right, the West Coast is tightening. Now, you mentioned, right, Walmart and Target and, and sort of differences in uh, results there. And it's like, uh, I, I think that, um, well, the, the, the last year and a half has been nothing, uh, if not, you know, uh, mixed signals and uh, uh, a lot of uh, not great news. Uh, and then just sort of like a lot of confusion about where exactly we are in the market. Um, and I think that increasingly, it seems like we are, you know, we've leveled off, but it's like these these mixed results, I think, are, are going to just keep coming in for, for the next few months. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the interesting things that it kind of highlights that it it's a difficult time period and retailers are struggling to kind of forecast where things are going, right? Because, I mean, ultimately, you get Target, who's 
was obviously softer than expectations. Then you get Walmart, who, and I think this leads into what we've talked about a lot in terms of the consumer and the pressures the consumer's under. It's a different clientele because you think about what Walmart is in terms of grocery. It's the largest grocer in the country. Target doesn't necessarily have that same exposure. Grocery spending is one of those things that have been relatively strong. And then you factor in that Walmart's private label growth was up like 9% in the quarter. I mean, it's just been, it's made up a massive increase. And I think that's an emphasis on the consumer searching for value in the current environment because inflation is still, we've seen, obviously we've seen the inflation number, the headline number decline. I can go in, that is a whole different topic, but I think it's, it's still sticky in ways that things that consumers buy on a regular basis are still much higher than what they were just a few years ago. And I think that's a concern. And I think it, it's one that helps Walmart and hurts Target in the long run. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that that, that makes a ton of sense. Um, now I know we have other charts too. Which, uh, which one should we tackle yeah. next? Yeah, we'll, we'll go into the NTI and look at that with our outbound tender rejection index. I think what's interesting here is look at how closely correlated they were back in, say, 2019, 2020, right? You see a re- move in rejection rates. You, you would, in that blue line on the left axis, you saw a move in the spot rate that kind of followed suit. You still see that now, but you don't see it maybe at the scale that you saw it or as tightly. And I think some of that has to do with fuel prices. We'll, we'll actually move past this one into the next chart because I think it's even more important. It's on a relative basis. It's looking at contract rates in the blue line, the diesel uh, retail price in the green line, and the NTI, including fuel. If you took out fuel, it's actually down 8%. I had it in looking at it before this. But you look at this and you see, all right, contract rates are 14% higher. But fuel, if you don't have a fuel contract and you are paying the retail price, is for over 40% higher than where it was in 2019. And that is just one expense, right? Everything else is up that high. If you are just operating in the spot market, rates are only 3% higher. But again, every other like input cost or operating expense for a truckload carrier is higher than that 3%. I think that is the concern when I look at this. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, one of the one of the, the the good things about this year is that fuel prices have been declining, right? They've they've come down considerably from from the heights of of twenty twenty two, and now that is not true, right? So 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 you have a, a, a an environment where um, it looks like uh, right capacity is tightening ever so slightly, especially in in certain markets. Uh, but meanwhile, you have uh, fuel prices starting to go up, and you have you know hurricane season beginning. And uh, uh, sort of the headwinds associated with that. It's not. It's not super positive on that front. Absolutely. Well, Joe, thank you so much for joining me in this week's edition of the Research Corner. I'll be sure to check in with you again next week. Right now, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more Bright Waves now. <laughs> 